Welcome to the Score Podcast. It was 1936, and a few employees of the local telephone company, then known as Pacific Telephone and Telegraph Companies, pulled together $500 in assets to create a credit union. They called it Patelco. And with now over 450,000 members and over $9 billion in assets, it's one of the largest credit unions in the nation. Despite its massive growth, their purpose remains to fuel hope and create opportunities to build financial resilience and well-being. The question is, how do you compete in a market with banks 10 times your size and fintechs with deep marketing budgets? I'm Jeff Richardson, and welcome to another episode of The Score Podcast. According to the National Credit Union Administration, which is the federal regulator that oversees credit unions in the United States, total loans outstanding at credit unions increased 251.4 billion, or about 20% over the year in 2022, to 1.51 trillion. That's impressive growth. So what's driving that growth, and is it sustainable? We're incredibly pleased to be joined by Giselle Pardo, who is head of credit risk for all lending products at Patelco, and he's going to unwrap these questions and more. Yazelle is responsible at Patelco for credit policy, underwriting, allowances and forecasting, stress testing, model governance, in addition to many, many other important functions at Patelco. Giselle has held senior risk and model development roles at Citigroup, Washington Mutual, and RBC Royal Bank. So he's seen it all when it comes to banks and how credit unions operate. Giselle, thank you for joining this podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. So you and I uh, know each other a little bit, but let's first start with your journey. You've worked at some of the biggest banks in the country, but these days you're focused on serving and growing the membership at Patelco. You've said that you're on a big bank redemption tour. So what do you mean by that? And can you share some details about your journey to Patelco? I have had quite a journey, which has led me to what I call affectionately my big bank redemption tour. To contextualize, we've talked about this before. I'm a first generation immigrant to this country and I understand firsthand what it is to be credit invisible. Most of us remember our first credit card, our first car, in some cases our first house. They're very emotional experiences, but even more so we can relate with the anxiety and stress of denial the feeling that you're not valued as a customer, valued as a member, and denied access. So for a long time, I've been fortunate to learn about financial education and participate in the financial services industry. I've said a lot of yeses, but I've also provided many noes. And to be fair, sometimes the noes are merited. It may not be in the best interest of every individual to dig themselves deeper into debt, But working at some of the bigger banks, it's all a numbers game. There seems to be more callous and impersonal. It's more about profit and efficiency. But when I joined Patelco five years ago and working for a credit union, Patelco specifically, we value our members' financial health and well-being. I consider this a financial institution with a heart. We'll still say no on occasion, but we'll try to accompany the no with a why or what's next with a path forward through financial education, actionable steps, and products to support our objective. It feels good to focus on financial health and well-being. It feels good to care about our members and our communities. That's why I say I'm on a big bank redemption tour. Well, thank you for that answer. That is an excellent and informing way of putting it. 
And you kind of talked on the, the yes or no when it when it comes to loan applications. So let's talk a little bit about consumer credit health at the moment. We're recording this ahead of the Christmas weekend holiday shopping season. But what's your outlook for 2024? And are there any specific areas you're concerned about? Yeah, you know, we, we're living in a very complex time, a very uncertain time. And while I'm not an economist, if you ask five different economists at this time what their prediction is for 2024, you'll probably get six different answers. The complexity here is that there seems to be a lot of conflicting messages out there, and we're trying to discern the signal from the noise. I mean, rates are high, but GDP is strong. Prices are high, but spending is strong. Layoffs are high, but job openings are strong. So a lot of these things are conflicting. My main concern going into this holiday season and going into 2024 is that consumers' savings rate is at nearly an all-time low while they continue to leverage on their credit cards. And so the consumer seems to be at odds with themselves and hasn't come to terms with the fact that maybe they're spending in a way that is unsustainable. That's that's really the biggest concern going into 2024 and this holiday season. And so thinking about kind of how that plays itself out for credit unions, we talked about some of the growth areas in Loans Outstanding in the intro. There's also some industry consolidation amongst credit unions. So how are credit unions doing kind of in a competitive sense? And in the areas of success, how do you attribute that success? I think that question really has three parts. One is growth. And I think there's market factors that have contributed to that growth. We all know interest rates went high and big banks started shying away from loans, particularly auto loans, way faster than credit unions did. And uh, that fueled some of the growth. Then there were some liquidity issues early on where, again, some participants in the market kind of shied out of the market, which gave way to some credit unions with balance sheet uh, that was able to absorb the demand. So some of that growth was externally focused. Relative to the consolidations, credit unions are in a weird place where sometimes they're too big to ignore by the regulators, but they're not big enough to scale and compete with the big banks. So there's a lot of competitive pressures out there that force credit unions into cooperating and consolidating so that they can get the scale that they can grow. But I think the better question within there is what makes credit unions competitive? There's a lot that makes credit unions special over time. One of them is the community focus. Another one's the customer service, lower fees, lower rates, financial education, and things of that nature. And I think the consumer is becoming more financially savvy and valuing that value proposition, it's beginning to resonate. And while I still think that convenience is king, I think credit unions are investing in technologies that are making us relevant to younger consumers and starting to close that gap against the big banks. Well, that leads us perfectly into this question. One observation I've had is some credit unions have the ability to innovate and invest in, in areas where it's just simply not feasible for other smaller ones. But there's sort of this idea that everybody lifts each other up. 
So I do want to touch on innovation and alternative data because Patelco is a leader in that area. And maybe even in general, credit unions don't get enough credit for being innovative, pun intended, in terms of using new data sources for credit underwriting. So what excites you uh, about new ways to, to use data, new data sources? What holds the promise for increasing financial inclusion? Yeah, that's a place that's very near and dear to my heart is uh, financial inclusion. And at Patelco, we're all about serving our communities and our members. And we've been on a journey. I've been here five years. We've been on a journey to improve our credit sophistication in order to serve our members and membership. Sometimes, as we talked about, there are constraints to that evolution in terms of technology and resources. When we are not able to build it ourselves, uh, we have had the opportunity to partner with some organizations that allow us that reach and that sophistication and, and technology. I'm happy to say that Vantage was one of our first bold moves into getting trended data and digging deeper into the spectrum and uh, making the credit invisible visible. We are working on Vantage 4.0 Plus. We're doing a proof of concept to get FCRA permission data, the cash flow data, into the score as well. Uh, we've partnered with the likes of Open Lending, which allows us to lend to auto buyers who may not typically fit our lending box. We also have partnered with the likes of Upstart, who use artificial intelligence and alternative data to grant credit to what they call the hidden prime. So there's a lot of areas where we partnered and or are evolving so that we can make credit accessible to the communities we serve. Well, thank you for that answer. And Vantage Score plugs are accepted and encouraged on the Score podcast. So, um, Giselle, we're recording this in December, but it will air in January. So any podcaster would be required to add this to close out the interview. What are your New Year's resolutions for 2024? Great question, Jeff. Typically, I don't subscribe to New Year's resolutions because they're too finite. It's almost like there's a beginning and an end. I like to think of it as I'm on a continuous journey for improvement. But on a personal level, it's all about improving my health and my relationships, particularly with my family, being present for them. And on a professional level, it's about improving our members' financial health and well-being and continuing to expand access to credit in our communities. How about you, Jeff? What are your New Year's resolutions? Yes, I'd say my New Year's resolutions personally would be to get in the gym more. I was always a gym rat, but with three kids at home and a podcast and a full-time job, I'm not in as much as I'd like. And, and on a professional level, I would say establishing more and deeper relationships with the likes of the Giselle Pardos of the world. <laughs> thank you so much, Jeff. Well, thank you for your time and being the first guest of 2024 on the SCORE podcast. Giselle's personal story is quite remarkable, but having worked in the banking industry for over 20 years, what I have observed is that credit unions take extra special care of their members and their local communities. I am a member of a credit union myself, so I wanted to share this. Recently, Patelco has donated more than $500,000 to Bay Area organizations, provided more than 1,000 backpacks to children, 
volunteered for more than 2,000 hours, and created financial wellness opportunities for more than 7,000 event and webinar participants. Here's to celebrating the new year by celebrating those doing positive things in their community. I'm Jeff Richardson, and I look forward to our next conversation. The views and opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of VantageScore Solutions. Visit VantageScore.com to learn more.